I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Happy New Year. It's episode 176 of the Strategies and Podcast. I'm your host, Cam. I'm your host, Flows. And as always, guys, New Year, but same drill. Head over to Strategies and Podcast or Strategies and Pod. That's our Instagram and Twitter pages. And that page will take you to where we're situated at, streaming-wise. There's a link in the bio on both of those pages there. Please make sure you do that. Help us run out those streams. We're going to give you more content this year for sure. Flows, first of all. Happy first of the year. Happy first of the month. Yeah. <laughs> January. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. We're back. Um, we're back. Quick turnaround flows. Um, yeah, we do have one fight to speak about. Obviously, start of the year, so guns aren't firing just yet, but there's still little bits and pieces that are going to keep us occupied this January. And one of these pieces is the return of Virgil Ortiz Jr. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think flows, we spoke about it semi-briefly before um, when it was announced back end of last year. Obviously, there yeah. was been, there's been a quite a lot of um, uncertainty, I think I'd say is the right word for us, right? About Virgil Ortiz and his career. Um, he hasn't fought since 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Was it 2020? No, McKinson was 2022. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, 22. So that's when he last fought. And since then, obviously, we know it's been very well documented for us. He's had a, a myriad of health issues, really. Um and he was meant to fight Stanionis last year at Waterway. Obviously, we said this was a very good fight, you know, two contenders. But it was postponed three times. And I say postponed, it's actually been cancelled now, obviously, because <laughs> we always moved up a new weight class. So that Stanionis fight, we're probably not going to get for any time soon. Um, but yeah, Flores, he seems like he's back. Um, just to clarify as well for the listeners, Flores, the... Uh, because I think it was a, a bunch of health issues that he suffered. I know one of them was, was COVID-related, but the one that resulted in the Stanley's fight being postponed twice, or three times, but two, two, two of the reasons were due to... He's been battling with... Um, oh, this is a medical term. I don't know if I can say this word. <laughs> Radombiolosis. <laughs> okay. Which yeah. apparently... Um, it's a life-threatening condition, which you know, the breakdown of muscle can sort of potentially inflict ir- um, irreparable harm to the kidneys. So serious, serious issues, which is why he was hospitalized. And um, I think we we're both quite taken the back flows, right? When when this was announced and we're seeing that it's at 154 and not 147. Mm. I don't know if for you, you saw that as a, I mean, I initially thought that maybe that's because maybe he's had issues get, making the weight at 147, maybe... It could be health related as to why he's down complaining at 154. Um, yeah, Flores, do you think this is something that he will stay at or and then move back down to 147? Or do you think if he looks good, that will just be him at 154 from now on? Yeah, I think it's down to him, um, how he feels, how he looks. Mm. Like you, I weren't sure if this is, oh, let's just get him out there um, mm. at the way he can make, a mm. way he's probably healthier. And if this camp goes well, if this fight goes well, he'll go back down to 147. Yeah. Or if it's just a case of he's going to stay at this weight because it's, it's just a healthier weight for him. 
Yeah. Um, we we anticipated that he would move up to this way anyway in his career. Mm. Um, yes, yes, for sure. So it's um, it's not like it's a shock in that sense. But yeah, I think it's due to to see how he feels and how his body holds up, just given the other health yeah. issues he's, he's had. Yeah, for sure. And obviously with Ortiz, his rise has sort of been, you know, in parallel with the rise of another top undefeated waterweight in Jerome Boots Ennis, who obviously we know is a champion now. Um, took him off our, you know, took him off our list. He graduated with honors. Um, do you think Flo, obviously I, I guess when both of them come up at the same time, there's a lot of talk of the fact that, you know, these two eventually are going to rule the weight, well, weight division at 147 and yeah. they're going to have that clash and they will possibly be potentially the new Spence and Crawford. Once Spence and Crawford get out of the way. Um, if he does stay 154, I saw some people saying, oh, you know, we want to get that clash between, you know, with Boots and Ortiz. But for me personally, Flows, I'm not too worried because not only are both these guys still really young in boxing terms, mm. but I think it's, it's, it's quite clear that Boots is going to move up to 154 as well. He's huge at 147. Mm. <laughs> it makes sense eventually for them. In fact, I could see both of these guys getting to 160 at some point. So, I still think that clash can potentially happen. It's not the end of the world in that one. Yeah, it's definitely not the end of the world. Um, mm. We were looking for both of them to gain some silverware, um, have titles before they got on. <laughs> yeah. And that's still possible, I think. The 154 division with Virgil Ortiz's age, uh, it's still there for the taker for him. And it's there for the taker for Boots as well, yeah. If when he wants mm. to move up as well. So... It's a fight that can still happen. I think the most important thing for me is to see Virgil Ortiz Jr. healthy and strong and Facts. hungry Facts. as well. Yeah. Because he was showing that hunger beforehand. In fact, yeah. I think we've discussed it before. He was impressing me more in terms of his who's fighting. Than we said Boots. resume. We said, yeah. we said we said we agreed that yeah, his resume was stronger than Boots, to be honest, mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. And the fact that Again, you can't look past the fact that I don't know if he, I don't know if it's much to look into because Boots's knockout ratio is pretty much bang on as one hundred percent. But Ortiz has legit stopped all his opponents. He hasn't gone distance once. He's knocked out every single one of his opponents. So yeah, he was doing it in, especially in because if I compare the two flows, I would say look from the outset, Boots is probably more complete in terms of he yeah. has more notches in his arrow to me. But what I liked about Ortiz's fights was you can see him making adjustments on the fly and learning. Me Machine, perfect example, where obviously Me Machine, <laughs> as he tends to do, was giving him, hell, giving him hell early doors. Yeah. And we were saying, okay, Virgil, what have you got? This guy's a, a real, you know, he's a, he's a real life wire. He's potentially in a banana skin. Let's see you learn and make adjustments in the ring. And we're yeah. seeing Ortiz do that. You know, he's learning in there whilst he's going. So... That's, you know, seeing that progression for me is really good, really positive to see, right, from a young fighter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's hopefully we get to see Virgil Ortiz looking, picking up where he left off as opposed to mm. uh, some decline in him. I think he, he looked good against McKinson last time out. Um, yeah. I mean, we knew we knew yeah. that was food for the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was a, a long layoff. He's coming off another yeah. long layoff. So, yeah, once again, hopefully he kind of still has that in him is is the hope. Yeah. It's a 12 rounder as well, which is 12, um, 12. Yeah, surprising, right? For a com- for a long layoff comeback. 
non-title fight, 12-rounder. Mm. It says to me that they're trying to move with him again and just get the ball yeah. rolling as quick as possible. And I guess it brings us uh, brings us to the opponent flows. Yeah. Um, got a name by the name of Frederick Lawson. That's <laughs> what obviously I'm talking about. We didn't even mention the opponent. But yeah, <laughs> Frederick Lawson. Um, obviously, we were, we were there going through his record flows. And I think the only two people that stand out on his resume. So he's, he's, 30, he's 30 fights, 22 wins by KO, three losses. All three of those losses were by stoppage. Mm. Um, 5'9", 70-inch reach. Um, yeah, for two names that I recognize on his resume is um, Charles Hatley, who I remember fought Jim, uh, Charlo a couple of years ago for a title, I think it was, and Kevin Bizier. And Flores, I don't know if you want to repeat the comment you made <laughs> about <laughs> certain man on that resume. If you know, I don't know if you repeat it to the listeners, Flores, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that if, if Kevin Bizier is beating him, then... Yeah, I think Virgil Ortiz shouldn't have too many, many issues. I, I saw he beat Brainless Prescott as well. He's got Brainless yeah. Prescott, but Brainless Prescott wasn't really great, um, to be yeah, honest. True. Still so, living up that one punch. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to see yeah. if I've seen him out before, and I, I can't remember seeing him. Yeah. But yeah, I think Virgil Ortiz should come away with this win. I, I think it's fair to say, right, this is a nice comeback opponent for Ortiz to look good against, right? And possibly yeah. stop, especially three of his... Three of Lawson's losses have been by stoppage. I think the expectation is for him to get a bit around him before before knocking this guy out eventually. Um, obviously, he's not a soup can in that sense, but he's tailor-made for him to... Almost the way McKinson was also kind of fed to Ortiz to make him look good. I think this is sort of along the similar vein. So, yeah, even despite the layoff flows, based on his talent and his ability and what he brings to the table, I'm expecting Ortiz to shake off a bit of ring rust before getting this guy out there decisively. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be good for him. Nice return for him. Even if he goes 12 rounds, Flo, to be honest, that's still good for him because Bro hasn't fought in, in over a year. And he's, as you said, he's been very inactive in between. But yeah, for him to get the win in a KO fashion, I think will be nice. And I think that's what Golden Boy and the Zone are hoping for him to do, right? He's, he's, yeah, I know he's, he's Golden Boy. Yeah, he's Golden Boy. He's not, he's not matching. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah, he used to kind of phrase name because before all of this happened, he was calling for Crawford. He was active. Yeah, he yeah, because he, yeah, because he, he was WBO mandatory, wasn't he? he yeah. Was number one, yeah, and he was, yeah, he was, he was calling for Crawford. I remember he was that. Active. Yeah. yeah, they were doing interviews. He said he's ready. Um, yeah, so it doesn't matter if he's ready. But he but also, he, called, I, I remember him saying, even if he can't get Crawford, he'll take Spence because obviously yeah. they're both from Texas. So he was like, yeah, we can do that in the Cowboys said or whatever. You know, he was calling for that fight if possible. Mm. So, yeah, he was definitely active. Yeah. yeah um, so. It's funny because he also is a bit, I think he's probably more vocal than Boots, but he's still not the most vocal of guys, Virgil Ortiz. Mm. He seems like a nice guy to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, let's see what, it, yeah, I'm intrigued to see if, you know, at 154, what he looks like. Hopefully mm. there isn't too much ring rust and if he can sort of make a statement and if he looks good, flows at one fifty four. I I don't obviously it's nice having one forty seven, but I, it, it's not a necessity if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he wants to stay one fifty four, stay there. That's also yeah. a nice division as well to to you know campaign in still. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and if, yeah, if he looks good, I, I would like to see him against the Conor Ben. Flores, when are you going to stop this, bro? Everyone now is you're saying is, is someone for Conor Ben to fight. Yeah, he's a good name. Flores, a, heavy, a heavyweight could look good to you like, yeah, no, nah, I want to see, see Conor Ben. I want to see how he fares against Conor Ben. What's wrong with you, Flores? 
Yeah, I would like to see it. I'd like to see a Conor <laughs> Ben versus Virgil Ortiz. To be um, fair, Conor Ben is out here calling up boots, so he probably would call that. He probably would say something like that, yeah. Yeah, look, he 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 doesn't mind going up to 160 to 154. So Conor Ben's in, in the mix with all their bad now for me. <laughs> He's in the mix. So yeah, um, let's so see what Virgil Ortiz does. <laughs> I know Conor Ben's fighting soon as well, so yeah, yeah maybe one for the summer. Fighting? Who's he fighting? I don't even know. Uh, oh, no, yeah. no, yeah, I do know. Yeah, yeah, I saw it got announced the other day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Feb 3rd. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, main thing is for Virgil Ortiz to look, look good and healthy. Yeah, yeah. And it's also worth interest in uh, just mentioning as well for those. Um, for this fight, he's returned to uh, Robert Garcia. Okay. So, um, yeah, Robert Garcia obviously was with him for about three years up until you know, 2021. And then obviously he was then started. So he got trained by Virgil T. Senior and Hector Beltran. But yeah, now for this fight, he's gone back to Robert Garcia. Um, obviously, we know Robert Garcia, very respectable trainer. Um, are you a fan of Robert Garcia, actually? I don't know if I've ever asked you. Yeah, I, I think we spoke about it when AJ went over to When AJ was looking. Yeah. I think yeah, Robert yeah. Garcia is good. I didn't think yeah. he was the best for AJ. Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah, I think that's. I remember you saying that. that you, yeah, I think Hayden said that as well. He didn't want Robert Garcia's. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, the fit wasn't right as we saw because AJ yeah. ran away. <laughs> they thought that split was peak. They were dissing each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't a great. But um, yeah. you look at his roster and who he's worked with, and yeah. they've always been competitive, hungry, mm. uh, action, style. Like yeah. his brother, Marky Garcia's. Fun, fundamentally good comes forward. Uh, what's his name? Maidana. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Robert yeah. Garcia. He's got a good camp. He's just I've never seen him work with a heavyweight, so I was, it was a bit baffling for me. Or, or, or apart from AJ, a, a non-Latino fighter. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Ortiz's style suits Robert Garcia's yeah. training. I think so. Yeah. Somebody throws a lot of punches. Comes, comes forward, forward and throws punches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll never forget the, uh, <laughs> you know, Mikey hit harder than Canelo. <laughs> Mikey, he, he was beating it. Oh. <laughs> That's what I do, yeah. When it comes to this boxing thing, family members are the most gassed out of everyone. Yeah. For him to ever <laughs> to him say, bro, to him to repeat it with a straight face, I said, yeah, you are crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Shout, shout out to Robert Garcia, man. It's Mike, Mikey's, so. damn, Mikey's damn near retired now, yeah, he's done. Yeah, since the what? Since Sandor Martin embarrassment. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's pretty much gone now. Good career, Mikey, man. Great, great champion. Yeah. But yeah, okay, cool. I think, uh, yeah, Virgil Ortiz. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how he looks. Look forward to seeing him back. Stay healthy. And um, that should be a nice way to kick off 2024 flows. Should be a nice knockout victory. Um, that's that's what he tends to do. So yeah. Mm. Um Apart from that, Flos, said, said it was probably a short one. I don't know if you want well, to add... There was the, uh, the to... undercard is your oh, boy. Okay. I haven't seen the undercard, you know. Oh, Davis yes, Barroso. That's actually a really good fight, actually. Let's talk about that. Because, yeah, yeah. That, because obviously, I actually no, had no idea that was an undercard. That's sick. For yeah. for um, yeah, for O'Hara, um, obviously, he is in position, or he was in position to fight... What's his name? Roly Romero. For that WBA title, I think it's WBA, anyways. Um, he was number one contender, mandatory position. Um, they couldn't agree the fight because I believe Roley cited an injury. Um, so in the interim, obviously, they ordered O'Hara 
and the number two contender, which is Barroso, who, in our opinion, Flo, should be champion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Robbie of the Year for 2023. Yeah. Yeah, it's on wax. But um, yeah, so it's O'Hara versus Barroso. And um, the winner, obviously, would then get their shot again at, um, at, at Roddy Romero. Kind of feel for O'Hara because obviously I know he's worked hard to get his position. Um, I think since his last loss would have been the Catterall loss, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been? Yeah, I think it was the Catterall loss. That was his last, his last loss. Um, yeah, it's been a while yeah. since he lost. Yeah, so um, I actually like O'Hara Davis. Even coming up, I thought he was talented. Um, yeah. The Taylor fight was just too soon for him. Um, I was quite, yeah, I know. I, I liked what he did, but and Taylor was just way too good for him. And the Catterall... Carol, as we know, is a very, very core boxer. So, but yeah, he's going about his business quietly. Um, tough fight for him, though, because as we saw, bro, this Barossa guy, even though he's 40, he can still bang, he can still box very, very well. So yeah. it's not a foregone conclusion, to be honest, Flo. He could lose this, O'Hara Davis. He could lose this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's one of those ones we've seen O'Hara Davis fold in before. a big moment, right? Yeah. Um, this is a big moment. This is, mm. yeah. Is this, would you say, wait, is this is for the belt or is this for? I think it's this, for an interim belt, no? Because Roddy was made champion in recess, no? Let me check. Actually, let me, let me check. Roddy was made champion in recess. So I'm not sure if this is for the actual belt or not. I know, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll get uh, up now. Yeah. yeah. It's not actually saying what it's for on BoxRec. Um, let me just see. I can quickly search up now. Yeah. Because if it is, it might be for interim. I think Roddy was made champion at recess, but maybe... Wait a second. Why am I seeing... Okay, no, it's still on. I saw one news report saying it was off for for visa issues, but now I'm seeing that it's yeah, still that, on again. I think that was previously, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, from what I can see... It's not for it's, the belt. It's, yeah, uh, it's for an interim belt, from what I can see. Okay, cool. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's from interim belt. Yeah, it's it's a big shot for him. It's a big moment for him. Yeah, um, I would like to see O'Hara Davis do it. I think he's mm. probably fundamentally a better boxer than Rodney Romero. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, so he sh- he should be able to avoid such problems. Um, mm. and he should be familiar with Boris. So. What, but yeah, based on what you see, yeah, 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 Barroso is, is got a fight. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for O'Hara. He, he yeah. should win. He should. He should come away with it. I want. I want him to win because because yeah. it'd be nice for him to beat them to then beat Rolly and there's a UK champ. Mm. Um, obviously, and I think that build up would be quite funny as well because they both talk a lot, O'Hara yeah. and uh, Rolly. So I think I like that. Obviously, I do feel hard done by for Barossa because he should be champion, as we know. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. So, and at 40, you think, how many more chances are you going to get to potentially win the world title? So, I feel for him. I don't even know if Barossa's actually been a title holder before. I don't think he has. Should be a good fight, though. That's for sure. It, like I, bro, it's dangerous because, like it's I said, this Barossa guy, not only could we saw that he was boxing well, but again, you can say it's not very hard to outbox Roddy Romero, but and mm. Tank Tank made it look hard, but I think that's just Tank being silly. Yeah. But <laughs> but he's got really he's got real power for us. Twenty four wins, twenty two by KO. So he um yeah yeah he's Barroso's never he's never won a title. So that yeah I feel for him. That's deep, man. That is so deep. Awful awful stoppage. Um, but yeah, man, I look forward to it, man. I hope hopefully um, Ohara Davis can bring it home. Good luck to him. Yeah, for sure.
Um, yeah, Flash, I was going to ask, is there anything else in the, in the boxing streets recently you want to bring up? Or if not, it's a nice, um, short and concise one to start off the year. So Tank got officially made email champion? Or is, am I making that up? <laughs> the term email champion is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I think he's been officially elevated. I saw him has tweeting he? someone. Yeah, I saw him tweeting someone beefing. Yes, he has fan. been. Yeah, he's now the WBA lightweight champion. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's been elevated. So, so what are your um, to take? Yeah, because because yeah, because Haney Haney vacated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finished. Now PBC can finally say, yeah, we got because you know they market champion champions a world champion. You know they yep. market him as a world champion when he's yep. not the real world champion. Mm-hmm. As Bill Haney was even pointed out. So now they can actually officially you know, be like, yeah, <laughs> we've got the world champion here, tank. Yeah, we've already been saying that already, so yeah. <laughs> they're not going to change it, but he's officially fact, email champion. I think it's funny, because he actually did say he wasn't interested in being elevated. Yeah. He's just, not interested he did, in the belts. He, yes, because he's not interested <laughs> in the belts and sanctioning yeah. fees, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, they've, they've elevated... He, he's probably he's probably going to he's probably going to vacate, Flores. Yeah, yeah. Tank, <laughs> sure. Tank is most likely going to vacate. He doesn't give a damn about that stuff. It's he's chasing... We know what they're chasing with Tank, so... Mm. It's just funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fibo man. Shout out to Tia Fibo for giving us that one, man. <laughs> was it Tia Fibo? Yeah, it was. It was yeah, Tia Fibo. Like, like, yeah. everyone, everyone, everyone says it now. Everyone says it now. Everyone yeah. ran with it. Everyone yeah. ran with it. Ebo Hilarious term. Hilarious term, man. Devin Haney didn't even deserve it because he was calling Lomachenko. It weren't, yeah. It wasn't Haney. It was, it was yeah. Haney, yeah. Look, but it was Lomachenko got elevated. Yeah, Bob. it was Bob Aaron that created the situation. Yeah. Um, Ebo champion, you know. and he got cooked for it. But yeah, I remember one time he tweeted, it's like, "Oh yeah, I see the two-time email champion chatting to me, Devin Haney." <laughs> I said, "Yo, <laughs> oh, oh man." But yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll see what Tank does with this. We'll, we'll see, see how they flip. Yeah. It's early days, right, Flores? We'll see what happens. But if things will be bubbling. We know this. We know what, yeah. what's going to happen with them. Lot. But yeah, Flores, let's uh, let's call it a day of event, Flores. Quick one. Yeah. Um, it's been episode 176 of the Chassis and Podcast. I'm your host, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. Once again, wishing you all a happy new year. Peace.